All right, welcome back to the Word Podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, the editor, writer, creator of the Word Webzine. You can find us at thewordwebzine.weebly.com. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, pretty much, uh, through um, Spotify. We recorded Anchor. You can find us uh, on Apple. Um, I'm joined today with Eric Fulton. We're going to do part six of our 10-part Greatest Athletes by Number list. Uh, we're on numbers 51 through 60 today. Uh, and I got to tell you, if you like linebackers, this is the show for you. Is that right, Eric? Oh, yeah. And there's also probably maybe a few baseball pictures. Uh-huh. So, but, uh, yeah, a lot of linebackers on yeah. this episode. A lot of great linebackers were numbers 51 through 60 in NFL history. All right, let's get going. Uh, the greatest uh, 51 in sports history, in your opinion, Eric, is? Dick Buckus, the legendary okay. Chicago Bears linebacker. Uh, one of the great um, players of our of all time in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, Hall of Famer, uh, just one of the most feared uh, players of his time. Yeah, in 2009, the NFL Network called him the most feared tackler of all time. And you know you're a great legendary player when you have an award named after you. Uh, the Butkus Award goes to the best linebacker. Uh, a lot of people know it as a college award, but they actually give it out for the best linebacker in both high school and the NFL as well. Uh, he's considered by many to be the second greatest linebacker of all time. We'll get to the number one guy later on in the show because he also had a jersey, but number between 50 and 60. Uh, and uh, Buckus was a six-time All-Pro, a two-time Defensive Player of the Year award, one of only a handful of guys to win that award twice. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Dick Buckus uh, is uh, also – my number 51 and i gotta say out of all the jersey numbers this time this was the hardest one for me because buckus had a relatively short career only played about eight years for the chicago bears in the 60s but he did enough to really get him in that spot but then you have a guy who pitched about 20 years in major league baseball was a multiple cy young winner and randy johnson and a world series winner it was hard for me to choose buckus over randy johnson as a baseball fan first but when you're when you got an award named after you and you have the accolades that Dick Buck has had, uh, I had to go with that. I'm assuming Randy Johnson's probably your runner. Yeah, up. Randy Johnson is my runner up. Um, you know, and and I maybe the most feared starting pitcher of all time. Uh, yes, exactly. Over uh, 300 wins in his career. Um, had a perfect game when he was with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Had a 20 strikeout game when he was also with the. Arizona Diamondbacks is also a co uh, World Series MVP with Kurt Schilling back in 2001. Now, if you don't consider Dick Buckus to be the second greatest linebacker of all time, you might consider this next guy the greatest 52 of all time, in my opinion, is Baltimore Ravens legend Ray Lewis. Uh, Lewis was a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Ra- uh, Ravens, uh, won one early in his career with them, and then in his final year also won a Super Bowl with them. Uh, like Buckus was a two-time Defensive Player of the Year award. Again, only a handful of people have ever won that award twice. And Lewis was a seven-time first-team All-Pro. I'm going to go out on a short limb here and assume you also have Ray Lewis as your greatest 52 in sports history. Uh, you are correct. Uh, what do you want to add about uh, about Lewis? Again, another uh, one of the more fearsome mm-hmm. tacklers in, in the game. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Dick Buckus of the of the late '90s through the 2000s. Yeah, I have a suspicion that we're going to have a lot of these here in the next oh, few yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, my runner-up is a uh, Pittsburgh Steeler great Mike Webster. Uh, same here, Mike Webster. Same here. Do you have anything you want to say about Mike Webster? Uh, he was the anchor of that uh, offensive line in the '70s for the Steelers. Obviously, a four-time, multiple Super Bowl champion. Um, I got a lot of Steelers on my list this week, so I think we're going to get to a lot of those guys. Yeah, you're going to hear four-time champion a lot tonight. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to differ from uh, from defensive players in the NFL linebackers on my number 53. I have Don Drysdale, the great Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher in the late 50s uh, throughout the 60s, uh, was basically their number two starter after Sandy Koufax and made one of the best one-two punches in the history of baseball, if not the greatest one-two punch in the history of baseball. One of the most feared pitchers of his time. Won 209 games to 166 losses, had an ERA just under three, was a nine-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ for those Dodgers, the 1962 National League Cy Young winner. Uh, He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1984, and he was a pretty good hitter uh, as well. Uh, So Don Drysdale, the Dodgers' great, is my greatest 53 of all time. Do you agree, or did you go somewhere else? I agree with uh, Don Drysdale. I have, uh, getting back to football, my runner-up is New York Giants uh, great defensive player, Harry Carson. I have uh, Harry Carson as my runner-up. Okay. Uh, Getting on to the greatest 54 of all time, back to the NFL. Uh, Not the linebacker position for me, although I could have gone for one. We'll get to that in a second. I'm going to go with Dallas Cowboys great defensive tackle in the late 70s for much of the 1980s, Randy White. He won one Super Bowl with the Cowboys, was actually the MVP of that game, was a nine-time All-Pro first team, uh, 52 sacks for the Cowboys, and he is both in the Hall of Fame and the uh, Pro Football and College Football Hall of Fames. Uh, I got Randy White. I think you may have gone somewhere else, but I'm going to ask. Did you go with White? I I went with Randy White. Okay. I thought you might go with who was my runner-up, which is Brian Urlacher, the great Chicago Bears defensive player uh, in the 2000s. Because he, I, I almost went with Urlacher, but the thing that kind of put it over for me was uh, White had about five more all-pro first teams than Brian Urlacher did. Uh, is Urlacher your runner-up? Yeah, I mean, Urlacher w- would have also been on my top spot too, but I had – but, you know, Randy White was one of the better um, – players of all time so i had to go with randy white now nobody would accuse him of being one of the greats of all time but i gotta bring up horace grant here because when i was a kid horace grant wore number 54 for the orlando magic which were my team i was living in florida at that time horace grant was my guy just really my favorite athlete the early part of my uh life as a sports fan so i have to bring up horace grant uh but we can go on to 55 now uh Back to linebackers in the NFL, I have one of the greats, Junior Seau, uh, played for the uh, San Diego Chargers, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, was an eight-time All-Pro first team, the 1992 Defensive Player of the Year winner with the Chargers. His 55 number has been retired by the now Los Angeles Chargers. 56 and a half career sacks, uh, tragedy struck when Seau took his own life at age 43 by shooting himself in the chest, which led to the discovery of CTE, uh, something that a lot of uh, 
uh, a lot of uh, great NFL players we're finding have, and I, including Mike Webster, who I believe also took his own life. Uh, yeah. Who we talked about earlier in the show. So I mean, it's just one of those tragedies, but it kind of ended up helping out in the discovery of this just horrible uh, trauma disease for the brain that these players get playing this hard, hard game of uh, professional football. Uh, do you have Junior Seau as your greatest 55 of all time? I should have, but I also but I have on my notes Oral Hershiser. Okay, uh, Hershiser was a great fifty-five. What do you what do you have to say about the Dodgers legend? Uh, he was one of the great. Uh, I know that his best year was eighty-eight when the Dodgers uh-huh. won the um, World Series. He was he was such a bull, bulldog. That's what uh, Tommy Lasorda's um, former nickname was. Uh, just one of the great. Uh, one of the great pitchers, and now one of the great, better uh, baseball TV in. Yeah, uh, yeah. His peak in the late '80s, early '90s is one of the greatest pitching peaks in baseball history. Uh, some injuries struck after that, kind of kept him from even being a Hall of Famer. Uh, but yeah, his peak was right up there with the all-time greats. Uh, there are so many great 55s that I couldn't even put him as my runner-up. I have Dikembe Mutombo, who is maybe one of the most feared shot blockers in NBA history and is a uh, pro basketball Hall of Famer as my runner-up. Uh, where do you go on your runner-up? I had to go Junior Seance my runner-up. Junior Seance. Yeah. And I probably should have uh, gone on this my greatest 55. Well, I mean – if you're looking at the great peaks of all time, Hershiser definitely belongs in the conversation. I just went with Seau and Matumbo because they had the longer uh, Hall of Fame careers, but but I can definitely see Hershiser in the conversation. All right. Well, it's uh, 56. Yeah, 56 is easy. It is the guy considered to be not only the greatest linebacker in NFL history, but the greatest defensive player in NFL history. I'm going to let you take it. Who is it, Eric? Mr. Lawrence Taylor, who spent his entire career with the New York football giants. Um, uh-huh. Just, I mean, two, two time uh, Super Bowl champion. Just, I mean, he wreaked havoc in the Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick defense. And he was just that, that perfect defensive player. You wanted as a teammate, but you didn't want as a, an opponent, especially if you're Jeff Eisman or Juan Jaworski. <laughs> yeah, uh, three-time Defensive Player of the Year winner. I believe that's the most all-time. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe so. Yes. Uh, eight-time All-Pro First Team. Uh, Giants have retired his number, and retiring numbers in the NFL is not something you see all too uh, often. Uh, had 132 and a half sacks, which uh, is among the most ever for his position. Uh, and is he, one of the great stats for Lawrence Taylor is it's almost impossible to win a most valuable player in the NFL if you're a defensive player. It's only happened twice. Alan Page did it, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, great. And then Lawrence Taylor was the second and so far the last to do it in NFL history. So that just shows how dominant he was as a NFL uh, defensive player. Mm-hmm. You anything else you need to add about Lawrence no, Taylor? No, I think we all got it. My runner-up is one of the great sack guys of his time, uh, Chris Dolman. Okay, I, I went with Chris Dolman as well. Okay, uh, on to 57. This one kind of hurt me a little bit. 
I ended up going with Dwight Stevenson, uh, the great center for the Miami Dolphins, Pro Football Hall of Famer. He had a kind of short career, only played for Miami from 80 to 87, uh, snapping the ball to one of the all-time great quarterbacks, Dan Marino, for most of that time. He was a five-time All-Pro first uh, team. He also won two college football championships with the Alabama Crimson Tide under Bear Bryant. Uh, the reason why this hurt is his short career, but he's still a Hall of Famer, so I had to put him over Johan Santana, who is one of the great uh, pitchers uh, for uh, my most of my early adulthood. And uh, another guy who, like Oral Hershiser, who you brought up at number 55, had a really terrific peak but maybe didn't last long enough for me to consider him as the greatest 57 of all time. So I have Stevenson, number one, Johan Santana as my runner up. Where did you go for the greatest 57 of all time? Eric? I went with Francisco Rodriguez, one of the great closers of all time. Yeah. Uh, he is fairly high up on the all time saves list in baseball history. Um, came was a, really a breakout superstar uh, when he pitched with the angels of, uh, well, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, they won the World Series in 2002, and I don't think they even would even come close to it if it wasn't for him. Yeah, was that the year he set the record for saves in the season? Uh, no, it was. I think it, it was later on in his later on in his okay. career. And he still holds that record, am I right? I think someone else. I think someone broke it recently. Okay, I'll, let me actually look that up real quick because that does sound sound right okay no he he does have the record uh 62 saves of all time and it was a few years later 2008 uh what, what you're thinking of and what i was thinking of maybe is edwin diaz a couple of years ago for the seattle mariners got within five uh so he he, he really yeah, he uh, came, i thought he might break uh, it. he came close but, but yeah he, he holds that record by five saves in the season uh, which is pretty amazing. So that's one of those records that it's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, it's going to be very tough to beat. Um, and I did go with Johan Santana as my runner. Uh, uh, one little fact about uh, Santana, he threw the very first no-hitter in the history of the New York Mets. Yes, he did. Uh, and they were one of the last teams in baseball history without a no-hitter. There's now only one. Uh, even though the San Diego Padres have been around since the late 60s, they've never had a pitcher throw a no-hitter for that franchise. Which is hard, which is remarkable. But I, I... It really is because you, you see some teams, they'll go they'll go back-to-back years with different pitchers throwing no-hitters. So it's just hard to believe that they've been around uh, you know, like 50 years now, more than 50 years now and haven't had a no-hitter. Uh, 58 and 59 for me kind of go together because they were on the same team. They played right next to each other on the defense. Uh, I, I'll, st- I, I kind of like to loop them together. Uh, but, but we'll just go one by one at 58. I have Pittsburgh Steelers, great linebacker, Jack Lambert, uh, won four Super Bowls with that team in the seventies was a six time all pro first team and won the defensive player of the year in 1976 for Pittsburgh. Uh, my runner-up was Kansas City Chiefs legendary linebacker Derek Thomas, who unfortunately uh, had a, a short life, uh, died, I believe, in a car accident. Uh, but but Jack Lambert is is uh, the greatest 58 of all time for me. Who, who Jack have? Lambert and Derek Thomas is my runner-up. So the guy that goes right next to Jack Lambert in Steelers history is the greatest 59 of all time, and that's another Jack, Jack Ham, also a four-time Super Bowl champ with the Steelers. 
also a six-time All-Pro first team, and won Defensive Player of the Year in 1975, one year before Jack Lambert did. It's really amazing to have that great of a linebacking core on that great championship team that Chuck Knoll had in the 70s. Uh, So he's number 59 for me. I assume he's going to be number 59 for you. Yeah. Where did you go with your runner-up? Wow, yeah, runner-up. There aren't that many great 59s in the history of sports after Jack Ham. This one was kind of hard Yeah, this was hard because it's like I can't – there weren't many, like, 59s. I tried to think of, like, someone in hockey maybe, but nothing nothing came into mind. So, Uh, 59s, I think, is about the only number we have that we don't have a runner-up in. I I went with London Fletcher, okay. who's a great career with Washington in the NFL, uh, played with the Bills for a bit as well. Uh, so he was a four-time Pro Bowler. Uh, I, yeah, I'll go I with mean, London Fletcher as my runner-up. He, he's the guy who, who may end up making the Hall of Fame at some point, but likely not. Yeah, so that's kind he's of a Hall now, the guy at number 60 was a no-doubt Hall of Famer, and that's Chuck Bednarik, who is one of the greatest tacklers in NFL history, and he was the sport's last true 60-minute man as he played two ways the entire game, uh, played defense at linebacker, one of the great linebackers of all time, and then played on offense as center, one of the greatest centers of all time. Uh, he won two championships with the Philadelphia Eagles in the pre-Super Bowl era. He was a 10-time All-Pro first team. One of the most legendary images in NFL history was his tackle of Frank Gifford, where he's just kind of standing, looking fierce over over Frank Gifford, who's basically unconscious. Uh, just a hard, hard man, Chuck Bednarik, passed away uh, within the last few years. Uh, so he is my greatest number 60 of all time. Did you agree with I that? I had Chuck Bednarik as my runner-up. I, ha- I went with – Ooh, did you I go with Otto Graham? Graham. Yeah, uh, he is my runner-up, so we flip-flopped on that. What do you want to say about Otto Graham? Uh, one of the great early quarterbacks of our of all time. Originally, I know that he also wore 14, but I had, yes. to, I had to go with him as my number 60, which is kind of a um, – which is kind of unique for, at that time for a quarterback to wear that number. Um, yes, it but, was. He just something he's a legendary, um, legendary Cleveland Brown. Um, one of the first great passers. He kind of, kind of revolutionized the game of uh, football for. Yeah, he he definitely did, and just definitely one of the great. Uh, you know, and actually, you know, Cleveland Browns of the not only the AAFC but also the NFL as well. So definitely one of the great. Uh, quarterbacks in, in two different leagues. Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add about uh, Chuck? Bidner? No, I, I think you got you pretty much um, said it all. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, numbers fifty-one through sixty uh, for us. When we get to sixty-one through seventy on the next episode, the seventh episode of the Stampart series, going to have a lot of offensive linemen. So I hope you like that exciting position. Also, going to have some of the greatest uh, NHL players of all time, though I believe. So that'll be uh, something for the hockey fans among us. I know Eric will be happy about that. Yeah, that'll be definitely exciting. Just want to, uh, yeah. 
I just want to uh, remind people you can find our uh, reviews list articles on the word uh, webzine.weebly.com. You can like us on social media at Twitter and Facebook by searching at the word webzine. Also, you can find this and all of our other word podcasts pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Uh, we record and uh, publish through Anchor. You can find us there. Uh, I want to thank Eric for joining me once again this week. So thanks a lot, bud. Thank you, man. And uh, we'll see y'all next time on the Word Podcast.